If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 88 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're all about video and visuals. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Joe Martin of Cloud App is here to chat about using video and visuals in your marketing. We'll get to that in a moment. Soon we'll have fellow podcaster Ben Shapiro in to chat about one of my favorite subjects. You guessed it, podcasting. And in the coming weeks, we'll have Mitch Duckler here to chat about differentiating your brand. Steve Rendazzo will talk about experiences. And David Lemley will join me to talk about retail marketing. And he'll also share some stories about the early days marketing Starbucks. Some really good content coming up. Mentioned this last time, but it bears repeating. We're getting ready for a lot of activity here on Confessions of a Marketer, and we'll hit our 100th episode in late September with some fun plans in store to celebrate that milestone. Lots of milestones in recent weeks. In fact, we launched Podco Media Networks on August 1st. And in addition to Confessions of a Marketer and the Innovation Podcast, we now have three other podcasts, Demystifying Data with Chris Clegg, My First Job with John Chang, and Mondays with Roger, hosted by Roger Entner. I'm excited to share some other new podcasts that will be coming out in the next month or so. More on that as we get our plans finalized, but you can head over to podcomedia.com to listen and subscribe. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Okay, on to video and visuals. Joe Martin is at a startup called Cloud App, which helps you share video, screenshots, and GIFs. GIF? GIF? Which one is it? I always go with GIF because you're not sharing graphics, but that's just me. Anyway, Joe is at Cloud App, where you can share video, screenshots, and GIFs, and he has a heritage of working at Adobe. So when I started thinking about having an episode about videos and visuals in marketing, he seemed like the obvious choice. In this first part, we talk about the way people respond to visuals, how Joe employs them in his marketing, and the lessons he carries with him from Adobe. It was a great chat. Let's get to it. Joe, really good to have you here on Confessions of a Marketer. Welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. So it seems to me that the days of using paragraphs upon paragraphs of great text to communicate are long gone and that people respond to visuals. I know I do. How do you see that? Yeah, there's definitely a movement in that direction to more visual communication. I think a lot of it is tied to certainly there's lots of studies out there that point to people being visual or kinesthetic 
learners more so than kind of auditory or textual. Yeah. But also just cutting through some of the noise. So I know I kind of have a priority list in my head of when to res- what to respond respond to first. So it's kind of like text message if it's work related is probably more urgent. Yeah. Slack is somewhat urgent sometimes, but mostly conversational. Email has become very much a get me on Slack first and then hit me up on email if it's longer form or you're forwarding something from somebody else or you want to send some other you know document that you kind of got from somebody else. So visual has, has kind of become a way that you can send a video or send an, an image, respond to something with a GIF is, is becoming pretty popular. If you're just kind of wanting to add an emotion on Slack or something to respond, certainly emojis is visual. And it also helps you to have like an inline discussion so you can respond, you know, to individual pieces and make sure you hit each point. I feel like sometimes with email, I'll send, you know, three or four questions and maybe the first question is the only one that's answered. Right. People answer the question longer form and then forget to answer the other ones. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice way. And then also, you know, we work in a more remote workforce. A large percent of the world is working remotely at least once a day. Yeah. And that, you know, I managed a kind of a remote workforce at Adobe and Video, whether it be a conference call through Zoom or Blue Jeans, combined with like a visual presentation or a, a video of me talking to something, had a way of connecting kind of that remote workforce. Pictures worth a thousand words, right? Exactly. Exactly. How do you employ video and visuals in your marketing with your interest in this area and the company you're at now, your background at Adobe? When you go out and do your marketing, how are you utilizing video and visuals to capture an audience? So back in uh, 2013, I started doing this social intelligence report Hmm. for Adobe, and it was analyzing Facebook data and some other social networks as well, but primarily Facebook and Twitter. And it was our, our kind of our large customer base that were using our social tool. And we were analyzing, you know, how they were just different data points within social. And we found that images and videos were fast becoming the best mediums for engagement. And I can't remember exactly when, but several years ago, Facebook basically killed textual posts they kind of saw also that text posts on face on their medium were not getting a lot of engagement and so they basically said we're going to favor if you're going to post an image or if you're going to post like an article we're going to populate the the image that's from the blog post or whatever in favor of more visual and more appealing kind of social feed yeah So that's kind of the first thing, like I think best practice with social media is even if you're giving a POV on something, you want to have an image attached to it or a video, and that's going to kind of inspire some more engagement. Also, any type of movement like an animation or a a GIF or whatever can really increase the engagement rates on like a display ad or a social ad or wherever else you're trying to do marketing. And I believe also that Google on like the SEO side favors when you have kind of like images in line with your blog posts. 
So you can add like that alt text yeah. for people that are visually impaired that that SEO favors and then also kind of a caption for the image that can kind of support, you know, adding in some additional keywords, but breaks up the text. I don't know if you've seen this, but blog posts, I feel like are becoming a lot more, a couple of lines of text yeah, and then like an image or a headline or something or a quote versus like, you look at blog posts from years and years ago and they're, you know, paragraph format or yeah. much more traditional. So I feel like that's broken up quite a bit. Yeah, it's almost like the infographic and the blog post have kind of merged. And then there are yeah, other dimensions that have kind of been added to it, video and, and audio. And uh, because people like to consume content in different ways. And there, there may be a, a video, but I'll watch it later. But give me a visual that I can use to get your idea right away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that idea. And I love that it kind of supports an idea that I have that I try and execute on is content efficiency. Mm -hmm. So if I create an ebook or white paper or blog post, you know, I want to create quote cards from that and info bits and yeah. stuff that I can post on various channels that are specialized. And then, you know, that one blog post that either I spent a ton of time creating or I, you know, potentially paid someone to write, I can get a nice spider effect of content from it. Yeah, I think uh, it's something that I've preached for a decade and a half, if not more, is that you've got to make as much as you can out of one piece of content. You know, you've got to, you've got to have the visual, you've got to have the video, you've got to have the podcast, you've got to have... You know, all these, uh, to use your term, spiders kind of coming off it. After all, we are on the web, right? So what's better than a spider on the web? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then they all, you know, they all link to each other. So it, yeah. it kind of creates the ability to have your content last longer and get that, yeah, that reach that you're mentioning. Yeah. So your heritage at Adobe is interesting and it probably forged a lot of your ideas around using video and visuals. It's such a such a design centric company and you know design means visuals to me. So what's what's the one lesson and maybe there's more than one lesson, but what's the one lesson you carry with you every day from your time at Adobe? Yeah, there's definitely working at Adobe, there's definitely I wouldn't say direct pressure, but maybe an indirect pressure to kind of create beautiful presentation decks and stories and pieces of content, even just for internal communications, just because that's kind of, you know, the, the genesis of the company. It's a yeah. creative company. That's what people see it as. So I learned a lot from other mentors and people's teams that I was on just seeing other how other people presented things internally on really using visuals to tell a story yeah. to get your point across versus kind of having, you know, death by PowerPoint. Yeah. That's an episode name uh, of uh, early uh, episode oh, of this podcast, <laughs> death by PowerPoint. I love it. I love it. And it actually like makes me think back to college too, like undergrad and grad school, like, the teachers that I enjoyed the most would maybe have a picture or maybe a couple of bullet points is fine. And then they would just like talk 
and kind of like have some stories and like some experiences or whatever that really help drive the point across versus the ones that I didn't really love that would just have, you know, PowerPoint bullets and we're just kind of talking to the bullets. It's like, just give me your presentation deck and I'll leave the class. And you know, so I'm not learning anything in this class. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the old approach of having the dog-eared notes that the professor just recites. It's, it's, exactly. uh, it's not really learning, right? You're just sitting there absorbing something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think what I've learned that going back to Adobe, I guess is, is that the power of visuals and my own like keynotes when I when I speak at conferences I've adapted quite a bit as well. Like I I used to have a lot of want to have a lot of content on my decks so people could really get a lot out of it. Yeah. But then I slowly started just reducing that to you know even just a phrase or a word or nothing that I would just talk to. And I figured if people, you know, really like the content, they'll write down what I'm saying yeah. and it'll be a much better, you know, focus. They'll fo be focusing on me much more than trying to read, you know, my PowerPoint deck. Yeah. So, some of the best presentations I've seen have been, you know, a few visuals and then a really interesting discussion of yep. the topic by the presenter. And, and you know, the, the slide deck becomes incidental to it. Yeah, it's like if if someone sent you over to your point, like if, if someone sent over, you know, one of the best keynotes I've heard sent you that deck, it would have no meaning. You'd right. go through it and think, this is just total gibberish. <laughs> you know, you really need to be there to kind of hear the person presenting, which makes it more meaningful. All right, next time, Joe is back to continue our chat about using video and visuals in marketing and every day in our work. So stay with us. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You stay home for the greater good. Secondhand smoke doesn't. It drifts through cracks in walls, air vents, and sink drains, spreading toxic chemicals that can damage lungs. Secondhand vape also puts your lungs at risk, even with the fruity smells. Protect yourself and the people around you from these secondhand dangers. Learn how at tobaccofreeca.com.